trying to be better every day. You want to introduce yourselves? Uh, yes, I'm Dante Gaines from Richmond, California. Yes, my name is Fahim Al-Qadir, better known as LeJean Reese. That's my um, birth name. Mm. I changed my name in 1992 when I became Muslim. Mm. I'm Patrick Scott. I'm out of North Oakland, of course. And I just want to say that my Muslim name is Hampton. Today we're just gonna, you know, focus on what y'all focus on, what you what you're trying to do in life, and and, and stories that uh, is unfortunately is the typical American story. When people think about it, they don't want to, you know, they 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 uh, they watch. A lot of people as observers, but they don't get involved in stuff. So that's what we're trying to talk about: is stuff that we can do to help. So no kids, even grownups. I mean, because you know, I've been. Uh, Dudes be like 30, 40 years old and still be really childlike. Yes. Really childlike. Uh, yeah, they haven't they haven't left their infantile state. As a human, when does your story start? I mean, because I know if somebody abuses you, they say, I don't know this for sure. If they abuse you when you five or six years old, things happen and then you you go down this road. So when did you know who you were? Like or what you thought you were supposed to be, I guess I should say that. Well, for me, you know, it's sad to say, but it took me a long time to find myself, and, mm. and it started, you know, in 1987 when I caught a uh, murder case. Mm. You know, something that, you know, that shouldn't have happened. And the time that they gave me, uh, 43 to life, expecting, I wasn't expecting to ever get out of prison. Mm. Mm. But I can remember sitting in juvenile hall, 17 and uh, I was just sitting there like I need to change my life I need to change my way of thinking so I had to dig deep into myself mm. to find me and I started by reading the Bible and the reason why I say that is because I couldn't read mm. you know just going through life couldn't read and that you know you know who you tell that you can't read yeah, that's you know. So that's what it start. That's what it started for me to really dig into myself to, to find me because I didn't like who I was growing up. That's a real thing, though. Yeah. Like, so certain people they'll they'll not like themselves, yes. but they will put that on other people. Mm -hmm. Whether it's pain or whether it's suffering, they will they will make other people suffer if they don't if they're suffering. So, yes. so what what questions? So. Is there a specific book that you read? And no, I mean a, a book of the Bible. I'm sorry, but any any specific? I just just picked the Bible just, up and started reading it. Wow. I read the whole Bible. Oh yeah, I haven't done that. I haven't read never the whole done Bible. That. But that was my starting point. You yeah. Know? And like I said, it's sad because tragedy had to happen for me you to know. wake yeah. up. You know, so it's kind of like bittersweet. You know, but yeah. it made me a, a better person. You know, the person I am today. I mean, I don't even think like I used to. That's huge, though. Yes, yes, it is. And, you know, growing up for me, I used to idolize different people, you know, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, you know, the Macs, 
I, I wanted to be like them. Yeah. You know, the people that I've seen, the Charlie Birds, the Sunnies, uh, uh, KD, mm. all these different, you know, brothers, you know, that I've seen growing up. Yeah. You know, the nice cars, got the women, you know, the perms, the Jerry Curls, the Jerry. I wanted to be like that. So I was I was searching for somebody else's identity. I was searching for my own identity. Cause you didn't know, yeah. Exactly. You didn't know, you know. And and it, and it's also sad to say that I used to race motorcycles growing up. Mm. I could have been one of the first black motocross racers, back, you know, back then. Yeah. You know, so my, it, it was set. My path was set for me, but I just choose not to go down that, that path, way. Yeah. You know, because I was I was so infatuated by the things that I seen outside. Of my home, my grandparents' home. Man, what about you, Fire? Uh, I think my, my think my change occurred through uh, many parts of my life. One of the, I believe, I think back when I was age thirteen, mm-hmm. I was always uh, athletic. And I was playing pop on the football for the Richmond Steelers, and so when I was diagnosed with a heart murmur, what was called Wolf Parkinson White, mm-hmm. you know, I could have I could have died, and so. That turning point in my life, where I couldn't play football anymore, I turned to the streets. And so I used that heart murmur, Wolf Parkinson White, as a stepping stone or as a way to segue to the life of crime. You know, instead of just uh, being a youth. Being a teenager, trying yeah. to do some other things and stay in school, so, so it started. That, that heart murmur means you can't do anything strenuous. Uh, to this day, I have I have many tests ran on me, and uh, I do a lot of strenuous things right oh, now. Oh, okay. And uh, it don't affect me, and so I just have to uh, get monitored. So every couple months, I go to the doctor. I just went in, in August. Okay. Everything been on EKGs and things like that. And, it's, it doesn't exist anymore, or yeah, it's still it's, it's still, still there. I still have, I have it for the rest of my life. They want to do surgery on me. Ah. I, I never let it happen when I was incarcerated. Yeah, you know, uh, like Don Taylor saying, you know, uh, when I received forty three years of life, also, God you know, damn. and uh, during that time, I was one of the I was one of those um, wild childs who didn't know who I was. I was, you know, I was deaf, dumb, and blind. I was, I was deceived and duped by so much things, you know, with dealing with learned behavior. And uh, so, just growing up in the street life, uh, going through the penal system, yeah. and I believe when I start praying, when I once I accepted Islam, and even though my life is still on a downward spiral, but I start seeing change. And once I start recognizing that positive change within myself, and I knew that. Okay, here's a turning point I did. I didn't have peace. So once I start receiving a peace in myself, mm. and I start seeing peace, and I start seeing how other people start gravitating towards me and creating brotherhoods and sisterhoods and things of that nature, I said, okay, now I'm on the right path to do positive things to myself so I can take it back to the society and give back yeah. for the things that I helped destroy. And so I knew being on that path, then this change have to happen, this change have to happen, this change has to happen. So that's why I say it was multiple things in my life that led to change. Do you think you were always surrounded by these positive things, but you didn't have the perception to see it? Uh, or do, because, you know, like the half, the, the glass half empty, half, if you see bad, mm-hmm. or if you live, you're going to, you just see it all the time. So right. I was wondering if, do you think it was always around you, the positivity, and you just picked up on it? 
Because it's, you know, like, no. if your girl cheating on you, you like... Pos- no, no, no. The positive didn't happen until after I was incarcerated. So it didn't even happen. You don't think it was even nowhere around you until you got I mean, I grew up. I mean, I grew up in a household with my grandparents. You know, uh, my, my dad was in, he was in prison. Uh-huh. Or he's, or actually, at the age of nine years old, 1979, I haven't seen my dad. So he was on the run from the FBI. And so I heard so many stories about him, his life, other things that he lived. Yeah. And then a lot of my uncles and family members was also, they was in the street life. Yeah. And so that negativity was was already spawned upon me. Yeah. And so I saw it growing up inside the house and outside the house. And it's the people you looked up to. Right. So, right. yeah, why would you do anything different? Right. I saw it. So I knew that uh, even though I was I was a young, you know, I was a young guy growing up, uh, I had negative and positive because, like I said, I was playing sports. I was yeah. doing things. I used to see him ride motorcycles. I had that <laughs> motorcycle. You know what I mean? And so it was uh, it was a gift and a curse. Yeah. Because I had this and I had that. But I chose to go left instead of right. And here I am, but here I am today. And, you know, I'm happy to say that uh, it's a beautiful thing to be sitting right here to be able to uh, yes, home sir. I'm glad yes, that you're here. I'm glad yes, you're here. P, what about you? I mean... <laughs> For me, I wanted to say to them too, man, that I recognized things now. I met DT before I met Fahim, I believe. Mm. I believe. No, I met DT and what was that, Byron? Byron, yes. I think I was 14. Mm. My mother stayed in Richmond, but but I grew up in North Oakland. So seeing them now, seeing us as older men, you know, we we both, we all 50, you know, and the thing is, it's a beautiful thing to sit here and be able to talk about, you know, where we were and how we came about. So... Uh, for me, I go into, uh, it's amazing how the mind rotates, how we develop the mind. Mm. Like at, back then, I was still with morals and principles. I had a mother and father, a stepfather. My father was an alcoholic, you know what I mean? But it didn't impact me because I didn't see it, you know? Uh, but as far as my stepfather, even he's still with my mother today, 48 years. Oh, wow. But going outside the household, right? She instilled me with the principles that she wanted me to have, but I didn't have my own. Those are the principles for my mom. So when I left home, when I went outside, and I seen guys doing certain things, right, I adopted those principles because I had no identity. Yeah, yeah. I only had my mother's identity. Now, my mother's identity, I can't take that everywhere. No. It's okay with yeah. my mother's eyes, but when I go outside my household, you know, hey, you know, I said, you mama's boy, you know, or, you know, that don't work over here. Yeah. So I had to adopt the principles of the environment that I was at. So <clears throat> for me, I was always good in school. You know what I mean? Uh, I was always like uh, a people person. Mm. Uh, I think for me, it was, a, it was a loyalty factor for me. I always wanted to be loyal or something. I always liked the brotherhood. So that when I was introduced to Islam, it brought me that, what I was searching for. Now, my loyalty to the streets and all these things, what they decorate to the streets, it was just the community that I was in. Yeah. I was all in. So if they was like, if someone tried to harm somebody that I cared about, I felt through my morals and ethics that I adopted from them, that was wrong. So I didn't know right from wrong at that time. I didn't know what to stand on, what was right, and what this, what was wrong. You know what I mean? So I moved with the current, mm. so to speak. Yeah. So I didn't have, I suffered what we call identity crisis. You know, I didn't really know who I was. I was too young to figure that out. Mm. So that's why we be, for the most part, we raised to a certain age till we can get us to college. You know, our parents. Because yeah. we still in an identity crisis. Yeah, I You know, we don't really truly know that. who we are 
until we go to get to college and start adopting things on our own, on your own. in a positive environment. The sad thing for us is that we made it, never made it to college. We went to prison. Which See, is a kind of college. So we're still college. growing. Yeah. That's why they got this thing, and uh, I'm quite sure we're lighting on that, the thing they got the, uh, the Youth Offender Act, where they deem us, our brains ain't even developed till we like 25. So we're still searching. What now? It's, called the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Youth Offender Act where they, they have these psychologists when young men come to prison at a certain age, mm-hmm. they don't deem us really adult till we 25 to make sound decisions. You know what I mean? So what's the, what does the act do? It it, 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 it determines each person's uh, maturity? Yeah, what they do, they're seeing you do many tests, clinical tests, clinical psychologists, psychiatrists. Basically, basically they're going to send you so many tests, like they're repping your mind. They're re-repping your mind, re-repping your thinking, have you redeveloping different thoughts. Uh. So they dig, so they try to dig so deep to where as they come up now, as he was saying, is that once you reach your adulthood, your maturity level doesn't occur till you reach the age 25. And they have adopted so many with these bills to allow um, juveniles to get out of prison. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so... Uh, At 25. Uh, yes. Well, you buy 25... But you're uh, at the age of 25, you're 25th year in prison. But they say you don't. But you, they say you don't reach the understanding of maturity till age 25. Wow! Like for example, I give you something like I caught. Well, I committed my crime when I was 19. Uh-huh. Right before the youth offender came in, I was presented as adult, and I was cognizant of what I've done. You understand? Yeah. So. They looked at the penal system, right? Was saying that, okay, he's an adult. We're going to treat him as an adult. We're going to try him as an adult. He's going to be convicted as an adult. Yeah. Right? So when this bill came about, it said, hey, he was 19 at the time. And, and when the bill came out, it was like 40, 41, when they started really looking at it. Oh, wow. So they're saying that since I caught my case at 19, I still should be treated as a youth offender, meaning that take him to the stage of when he first got convicted. What was his mindset? He was yeah. a youth. You know, so they can't hold me accountable as you would do a 26, yeah. 25, 26 year old. You know what I mean? Because his mind has formulated. The same thing as happened when you said you went to college. Going to college, you come out of college, you do the four years, you're 22, 23 years old. Yeah. You start to have a different mindset at that time when you come out of college. Yeah. So those are the factors that came into play. So when you ask me the question about you know, who was I was then, so opposed to who I am now, you know, yeah, we all agree that we didn't really know each other, we was in search, was, yeah. you know, so. You was crazy when you said, uh, not crazy, but it was, uh, I I just, my mother just called me yesterday, she lives in North, um, I said, mama, if, if I see a man, black man, right. in the street, getting hurt by police, what you want me to do? Like, what, what, what would you be most proud of me to do? She said, take a picture and send it to his family to let him know that the police did it. I don't want you getting involved. Those are my mama's morals. That's what what you was talking about. Those are my mama's morals. I don't want to be that person. I I don't want to think it feels cowardice, but I think as a mother, it's it's protecting her young. Mm -hmm. I never really thought about what she would think, like I don't, my mama wouldn't parade up the street. Yeah, my son died because he was protecting. She's not. She's going to be mad at. She's going to be mad at me. So when you say you don't know who you are, it's it's certain decisions that pop up. Nah, I don't know who I am. Absolutely. 
I don't know. I don't always know. I know. I know. I like fat bitches. I know that for <laughs> sure. But yeah. I, am I gonna risk my money? Yeah. So I don't know. That's that, that's why that touched me when you said that. Um, and it seemed like everybody said that it was a blessing and a curse. I'm gonna remember that because that might be the name of y'all podcast. Right, if y'all right. uh, for such a long time in in incarcerated. Shit. How how do you how do you come out like? Become that first day. What's that first, that first day? day? My first day <laughs> when I came home, well, I had a cell phone. <laughs> I had a legal cell phone all the way to this time for me to come home. Oh. For real. So oh, that morning, I made the calls I needed to make, and I passed my cell phone off. So I knew my family, but some of us going to be waiting on me in the visiting room or outside. So wow. Came, so when I came home, uh, a lot of my cousins, about four or five of my cousins, my aunties, my uncles, they all was outside waiting on me. That's good. Yeah, it was good because, you know, uh, you know, two of the females who I was with at the time, they supposed to have been there. Well, one of them. Neither she one? There, she, she wasn't there. And so I had, you know, I had to uh, traverse another way. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but when I came out there, dude, it, was, it was so much joy. I cried like a baby. I cried. I, I cried like a baby. I was. I was nervous, you know, um, and just and just watching them just look at me, you know what I mean, and hug me. And it was just like life's just beginning, man. Life just beginning. The rebirth. You know? The rebirth. I right can see there. the walls behind me. I say never again, mm. you know. But I also thought that it's a lot of those have been there who still need to. Um, Feel this when I'm feeling right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think about that every day. So my first day out, it was just blessing. I went to Pancake House. We sat there and talked. <laughs> uh-huh, right down the street. And um in Folsom. And then uh my cousin Harvey, he gave me a ride home. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? He gave me a ride home. He was in his uh, uh in the bins, and so we were just riding, we were just talking, listening to Johnny Guitar Watson on the way home. God damn. You know, he said, Man, this is just for you. You know what I mean? He put some money in my hand. He said, there ain't much, cuz, but here. You know, and I, that's my first day. That's first good. few hours. That's mm-hmm. good. I mean, for me, I thought I was never getting out. I mean, I'm yeah. just gonna keep it, you know, keep it clean. You know, so just listening, you know, to Fahim, you know, say his first day, you know, I, I get emotional because, I mean, I'm quite sure we all mm-hmm. probably thought that at one point in time that we, this might be, we might die in prison. Yeah, yeah. You right. know, so... Know, for me, like I said, it's still emotional, even though I've almost been out almost four years. It's still emotional for me because, I mean, to see that day, to walk out, you know, a prison, it's like, like man. Because I was told, you going to the end of the world, uh, old Folsom, when I first went to prison. And I was like, you know, casting, you know, making a body there. Yeah. You know, so it was a blessing. You know, I, I'm grateful. Can you I, lean in? I'm grateful, you know, yeah. that I made it out. Um, you know, my wife was there. She did that for 17 years, you know, straight held it down. Yeah. And uh, it was a beautiful thing, you know, just to be able to see her on that side. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I got up three something in the morning. I had a cell phone, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I got up about three o'clock in the morning and told her, oh, baby, it's time. I see you on the other side of these gates and uh, flush my cell phone. And after that, you know, hey, it was, I, was, I was feeling real blessed. Be able to, that's good. To be able to walk out of out of Folsom State Prison, you know that people say that's the end of the world. You know, people usually don't make it up out of there, and uh, just to 
been able to walk up out of them gates. You know, them, that was the first prison I went to. You yeah. know, so when they sent me back to Old Fosa, I said, okay, this is the first prison I went to, and this is where I'm going to leave up out of here. And they sent me yeah, back never. and never looked back. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I did. And like I said, you know, the, the feeling is so overwhelming, you know, especially when you're having a life sentence. Mm. And I mean, because you feel, okay, well, I might get out and I might not, you know, but it's more 95% of the chance that you might not get out, you know, because of the things that goes on in prison. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could have lost my life, anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, or I could have committed suicide, you know, depends on my, you know, my mentality. Where you, you was know, in your you know, mind, my, yeah. In my mind. Yeah. I mean, because people figure, okay, well, hey, I I can't do the time, so let me go jump off the tier. You know, so to be able to make it through all that with the same mind, it's truly a blessing from Allah, from God. You know, because God, uh, you know, gave me the strength, gave us all the strength. You know, because we are Muslims. We're my Muslim brothers. Mm. And so just to have that unity amongst us is a beautiful thing. And to see us sitting right here, that's beautiful. You know, so. It's that, against all lies. Exactly. Mm. You know, so that, so that first day I was. I was, I, you know, my mind was blown away, but I think Allah for blessing me to be able to step out of Folsom State Prison in 19, what was that, in 2016. Truly blessing. You know, and I still feel good and I still get, you know, get emotional. I mean, right. to see us. Right. 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 Matter of fact, that's in the check. But the day before, the day before we left, what was that? The two days we sat in front yeah. of the cell and crying and everything. Yeah. We making prayer. I turned around, he crying. Yeah, I, I it was, yeah. Because it was a beautiful thing because yeah. we knew he was gone. He got, you know, he got the um, confirmation. Wow. He's gone. Yeah, after doing 29 and a half years, almost 30 years off the three decades. You know, going in, you know, at 17 and then coming out at 46. You know, so Man. it's truly a blessing. So, like I said, the feeling was over overwhelming, you know, to be able to, to be free, you know, from the bondage. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's truly a blessing. And then I, like I said, want to thank you for having us here, too. Oh, yeah, anything it's we truly can do. A blessing. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man, I mean, that's powerful because we grew up in prison, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to explain it, but I try to give you some insight as much as best as I can. But I remember we used to all be on the fifth tier in Folsom. Mm -hmm. And every day, one of us is having a bad day. Mm. That's just how it is. It's prison life. And so what we did was, you know, for the sake of our law, we stayed, you know, uh, on the dean, which is a way of life. And we stay conjuring up with each other. You know, some days we don't feel it. Some days we get antisocial. You yeah. Know? Hey, I, you know, and we felt that. I can come to them, but I can tell. So I'll get with you later. Are you all right? That's the first question yeah, I'm going to ask. Yeah. You know, um, you know, this brother here didn't see me, and this brother didn't see me have psychological breakdowns, you know, because um, sitting and fighting. For, see, I was in a situation, too, where I was dealing with a case a crime that I didn't do. So, you know, yeah, I had my hands, but the thing is was that, you know, I was left with the bag, as they put it, mm. and it was no end in sight because I was dealing with a a system that was always calibrating to meet my challenge of being free. You know? That and, is, because uh, that is ridiculous, but that's the, no, that's the truest true. words God damn. <laughs> that's the truth. God damn. That's the truest thing I have I've heard in a minute. That it's recalibrate. That's what they they set the fence. They're like, oh, okay. 
Oh, okay. You like cuz every time I get close, Bruh. it's Bruh. moving with me. Yeah. Setback, setback, setback. That I is goddamn. Like yeah. thirteen appeals, but I always had them, and they always tell me keep fighting, keep fighting. And it was like, man, I was. I mean, I kept phones, right? Like they said, and, um, mm-hmm. not out of necessity, right? But just trying to mend that, continue to mend that to society. That's why I think yeah. our transition was wasn't as difficult as people would expect it to be. So you were connected. I was connected, yeah. yes. And so their biggest thing in the system is to disconnect us. You know what I mean? Disconnect us from your mother, your children, your cousin, I your brothers, that. and all that. That's their biggest thing. I believe that. So they can reprogram you into something. Sometimes you become alien, you know? But uh, i only been out, like, what? Since the 18th of April. God so damn, I'm oh, still yeah. simmering in my... You know, uh, freedom. You know, everybody showed up. Something. Everybody that you wanted did. No, I had my wife come get me, but oh. as soon as I got out, I was teetering about <laughs> calling them. Yeah. You know, and I, I, my wife was like, "Look, get, let me kick it with you. You let me, you know, oh, let yeah. me." Hang. So yeah, I said, yeah, "Okay, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm." That I'm, makes you know, sense. That but makes the sense. second day, I lasted. <laughs> the second, <laughs> I think I lasted. <laughs> when am I call you? The twentieth, twenty-first? Nah, the, uh, you got on Thursday, right? Yeah. You call me Saturday. No, I got out Saturday. I called you Saturday. No, you got out Saturday. You called me Sunday the next day. Yeah, he called me the next day. I called him the next day. I was, I was, I was trying. Tell me the story. What happened? Huh? I was sitting. I was doing. I was sitting. I was sitting in my living room. I want. I wanted to make a point. I said, "I'm gonna get my mother." I said, "I'm gonna let my wife come get me." And then from there, that Monday, that Monday, my mother has dementia, so I wanted to go see her Monday. So as I'm sitting with her Sunday, I'm just sitting at the house, you know, with her, and she's just looking at me. And I was just, you know, sitting there. I was enjoying it, but it was something missing. You know, mm-hmm. I want, you know, I want to shout, yell, you know, <laughs> gossip. You know, I want to gossip with my boys, you know. And I was like, man, I, I, I mean, not to take away from her, but I've been through something with them. Yeah, yeah. And they all got out, and they supported me when I was in. Man. That's another thing. They literally pulled me out of here, you know, because everybody was worried. You know, I used to go through my spasms to where, you know, I was getting into it with the COs all the time. Just, yeah. you know, uh. It was a psychological thing for me, you know, like trying to break my spirit. And uh, if it wasn't for Allah, if it wasn't for me being with the Muslims, you know what I mean? And really trying to, like you said, that's big for me for you to say, find yourself. I I had to really find myself because I knew that uh, my, 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 my travel needed me to be strong for me to make it out. That's the only way, really. Because if you don't, because once you break, you gonna morph into something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And they got a gang of gangs. They got a gang of different things. They got drugs. They got you know. They got they, everything. Mechanisms there is to give up is right in front of you. Yes. So, um, in a confined space. In a That's, confined space. Is, uh, you know what I mean? And I, I don't even know how people really make it. Through that, I mean, I know it's it's strength, but that's what this podcast is about. Right. It's the strength. Yeah, yes. That's what you and, and I, this lady. Uh, I went I went to school with her, and she was talking on Facebook about you know, is, is it is it strength and vulnerability? I was like, you can't be strong without vulnerability. It, it, you have to be able to put your hands down and take whatever the world gonna punch you, and then still be like, that's all you got. That's strength. Right. So you guys are strong. I mean, it's, it's a it's a strong. I think people think when they think of strength, they think of overly masculine, 
killing and yeah. that's not yeah. strength. You can have silent strength. You can have strength and 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 help others. You can have strength. You can have strength and and, and let others hit you, hurt you. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, you know, it comes from within. Yeah. You know, you know that's where the strength comes from within. And then, like I said, you know, 1996, I became Muslim. You know, but before I became Muslim, I had to, like I said, I had to find myself first. You know, and I did that. And uh, you know, once I found uh, Islam, you know, that opened up a whole door for me. Mm. You know, and you know, reading, you know, about the Prophet, you know, reading the Quran. Uh, reading the Bible, you know, because just because I'm a Muslim don't mean I don't read the Bible because that's one of the one of the books that we believe in. I, I have a question about that. How cl- how close are they? Since you read them both, how close? The Old, the Old Testament they is similar, real similar. Oh, okay. The Old, the Old Testament, not the New Testament. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, so I read both of them, you know, but more so, you know, my Quran, you know, reading about the Prophet and reading about the Prophet, may peace and blessings be upon him. You know, just reading his stories gave me a lot of strength. Because the prophet, you know, uh, Jesus, you know, they went through a whole lot, yeah. you know, with the people. So I look at it like this. If, if they can, you know, go through that and withstand all that, then what I'm going through, I can handle it. Yeah, that's cool. That's Because I'm not religious, but I enjoy people. I enjoy helping, I should say. The power of the Quran, is that what helped you? Or is it the... The camaraderie of Islam. It's, 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 it's a combination of a different things, you know, but the Quran played a, a major part, a major part, you know, like I said, reading about the prophet and how, you know, he, you know, would stand out the ridicule, you know, the backbite and all the things yeah. you know, that, that he went through, you know, so I just, like I said, I looked at my situation, you know, just a, it's a chip on the shoulder, you know, so, you know, with the, you know, with them things, you know, the prophet, the Quran, the brothers. Yeah, you know, they gave, strength. You know, gave me a lot of strength. I got you. you know, I got and, you. And also, I can't leave out my wife, and also her. Mm, yeah, don't leave her. Right. <laughs> you know, gave me a lot of strength. You know, to keep pushing. You know, because yeah, it was at times. You know, I just want to give up. You know, yeah, I thought about suicide before. You know, but what would that look like? Yeah. What would that help? Who would that help? You know, then I look in the mirror myself. Like, I mean, for real, I mean, I gotta live with myself if I do that. And and, and all the people that. I'm hurting. And know, all the people that was trying to support you and saying, exactly, wait, you gave up on us. Exactly, you did, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, so wow. you know, the strength comes within and, and, and whatever your belief support is also because the Quran, the prophet, the brothers, my wife, a lot of strength. Damn. I had to. I had That's to, good. I had to push and keep focused, you know, and stay focused and uh, come out victory. How do you stay focused? How do you stay focused? I mean, it's the because it's certain dudes that's in jail. They ain't about it. All they, they whole aim is really hating. In my opinion, as both of the brothers have said, that uh, when you venture off into the depths of the Quran and understanding Islam, that it means uh, peace and mission to the will of God. And so when you striving for peace and you see others who's not striving for the same thing that you striving for, it makes it a little more easier to step away. Even though we grew up in the streets, even though we see our old homeboys, we see the gang members, we see the Bloods, the Crips, the BGF, all the different things that we see in the pen. Is that hard? Uh, Is that hard to step? Because even with what, what I'm, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. the level of stuff I'm doing is not. With y'all, y'all fighting in here every right. day. But I'm talking about just business, trying to, you know, keep a schedule with the podcast, keep 
keep the albums coming out. And it's people that just don't move with you. You grew up together. Right. How, do, how do I cut this dude out of my life? So you don't, you know, you might don't necessarily cut him out a hundred percent. They'll cut themselves out. They do. They do. So they do. So how they gonna cut themselves out once they see a strong community of brotherhood that's praying together, eating together, going through the same thing? They gonna say, man, I want to continue to use dope but do what I'm doing. I don't feel so. If we feeling good, what we doing? You gonna start? You gonna alienate your own self? I don't even feel good going yeah, around you guys. Edit them. I know right. That. And so, and, and and that's what happened for me. So once I start getting to myself, gauging my um, ideas, gauging my habits, um, changing my principles through the Quran. Once I start praying, you know, once I change my, they can't believe it. You did this. You doing that for real? Yeah. So they'll watch you to see if you doing what you doing. See if you stand what you stand on. Uh, and the brothers praying to see if he praying. You know what I mean? And uh, you know uh. I was an angelic, you know, throughout my travails, and I'm still not. Yeah. Cause we all have our struggles. We be human. Yeah. So, so I made my mistakes throughout the way, and I continue to make my mistakes. But I still make sure to this day that I hold on to that what helped me survive through the prison, which is praying. Yeah, lie. Praying five times a day. And five that, times. Praying five yeah, times lie. a day consistently, lie. And, or if I'm at work or anything going on, it's it's on my mind, and that's gonna that's gonna help to that's gonna create the self check. Yeah. So, or wow. I know my brother's gonna check me. You know, he might his like today or whenever his phone might go off. Was the Donna call a prayer might come on. So I know that it's time. What we doing? It's time to stop. Let's go make our prayer. And then once we do that, we can go through the land and do what we was doing. Wow. So that helps, and that's where the focus is created at, and that's how we maintain the focus to today. Exactly. Because once you leave that, what helps you, you don't go back. Oh, yeah, you why go, would you, you leave go, something you, that helps you? You're going to go back. Yeah. So that's like now, I can still go to the same neighborhood and see my homeboys out there. And say, what y'all doing? I give them a greeting, how you doing? You know, when it's time to change, you know, I got the motivated help others over here at the marina. Come out here and work out with me. Yeah. You know, if not, then okay. But if you want to talk to me, if you want to kick with me, this is why I'm at over here. But we ain't finna talk and kick it right here. Yeah, not right. And they understand that. Yeah. So you have to put yourself in a position was firm of piety and stand on that. I'm a man now. Because they watching. Right, I'm a man. Yeah. I was a boy then, I was a kid. I didn't, I don't know no better. But now I'm a man at 50 years old. Yeah. What you say, you can't move me, you can't deter me now. Nah. And just to, and just to, just to add to what he said, we all like kind of formulated our foundation, right, through the Quran, yeah. right? But to take it a step further, we had great examples. We had great men that came in prison, and we call them imams, that came in and was patient wow. to teach us like what it is to be adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to be adults. Because they was coming from the streets and were in their times. We had Abdul Rauf, we had Iriki Rashids, we had uh, Muhammad Sharifs, and they would came and give us an identity what a man is. Wow. You know? So, uh, yeah, and we would ask them, hey, how you get like that? We still was going through identity crisis. Yeah, yeah. We was young, 27, 28. You know, man. we knew what the image of a man is, but to walk that walk is a different thing. So, so, so we try to learn how to walk the walk. We got tired of just speaking on it because we all felt from different respects of where we come from. I man, I'm a real cat. So when we start adopting Islamic principles, we have to be real to that. You know, man. so how do we do that? You know, okay, we got the Shahada, which is the oath we took to say we bow down to Allah, land mm. hide the law. You know what I mean? 
which is I believe in nothing but God. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. So, laying you know, high you know I heard, that's crazy. You know how I heard that? Ascari X. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly how, when you said that, no God, but he sung it. Right. right. I do, right. I know, wow. So, so the further, to, 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 to kind of give you a practical outlook of what we say of being in prison, we had the brotherhood, we had the book, the Quran, and we had good examples, mm. right? And now all we had to do is practice patience and perseverance. You know what I mean? Dude, that's personal. Patient, yeah. right, striving, striving, right, patient. Yeah. So when we break down, we would say that to each other. Hey, man, you got to be patient. You, 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 sometimes we try to move so fast, we run into a wall. Yeah, yeah. You can't swallow the whole Quran. You can read it, but, you know, things and events Damn. that are happening in your life, the book will reveal itself. And yes. you'll be like, oh, and that'll humble you. You know what I mean? Wow. So, so you know, uh, brotherhood is a beautiful thing when you're loyal to it and you know it's standing on the truth. Hmm. So that's what I always looked for. You know, I found what I'm looking for. Yeah. So now Something I'm, to be I'm loyal hugging to. it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, uh, uh, going off what uh, the brother uh, Dante was saying, man, it's, it, it, it's, it's, you know, I can't even put it into words how, how, how powerful you know, Islam been in my life, and as well, I can speak for those who we bow down. and got to say, be with those who bow down. Mm. You know, so that's how we, 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 that's what he said about study the book. Yeah, yeah. Because when you hear that statement, now I can't hang out with y'all because you ain't with those who bow down. So it's a practical knowledge. Wow. You know, so that's the depthness of the Quran, what we get out of it. And then, you know, the examples, you know. Because I was about to ask about examples. So do you think, so who else is in your, Group like uh, your brotherhood. Is there like a group of you guys? Or? It's a lot of us. Okay, yeah. but y'all meet like once a month, or well, is it, or is it like a telephone thing? You just hit somebody when they, when you think they. I mean, you know, we, we try our best to stay connected because, like, you know, we all got different things going on. In our life, yeah, of know? course, of course. And uh, a lot of the brothers uh, that we did time, you know, out of circle, a lot of them is out now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we and we stay connected. Some form of fashion. Cause what I was thinking was how how would you like um roof, like the 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 Imam roof, how how would you how would you guys be imams out here? Could, is that character? Conduct. Oh, you can't okay. be the Imam. Imam is just a leader, a leader mm-hmm. of prayer, yeah. right? So in our household, we all are imams in our household. My oh. wife tell me she ain't Muslim. She fasted with me in the month of Ramadan. Wow. She when, when Fajr come in, not when uh when McGrib come in, she'll say, "Man, McGrib in." So she calling me on that because she see that this is a beautiful thing. It's the best the best example of the Quran is you through your example. You know what I mean? Hmm. So she's saying that she says a good thing that changed you. So why should she? Yeah, why would she? She's not gonna go. Hey, hey, you know what I mean? So. You know, I sit. That's do, a smart woman, right? So, and the natural order thing, and the natural order thing is gonna flow right with it. Right. The natural order, you know, what I'm saying what's positive, I'm gonna go right along with it. So, she gonna see it, everyone else will see it, and uh, and those who you around, they gonna see it, and whether it's not just see it, they gonna feel it. Hmm. They gonna, they, they gonna, they gonna, they gonna feel your aura, and they gonna want to be a part of that. You know, That's they gonna, they gonna want to be around it. So, with with uh, what do we? Because people hear Islam. Mm-hmm. And they think of other Fear factor, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, but if these dudes, I think these little dudes are looking for something to be a part of. Yes, they are. So, when you were seventeen, who did you listen to? Like, who could you who who could you? I guess nobody, huh? No. When I, when I was seventeen, 
I listen to the streets. Yeah. That's the only thing I listen to. You know, my mom probably tried to tell me things, my grandmother, my grandfather, my family members. But they had so much going on in their life, and my life was so much at that time in the whirlwind. It was just, I was just going to and fro. Yeah, yeah. So it was just so much going on, selling drugs, doing this and doing that, smoking weed, drinking at a young age. And then so, basically, I was listening to my corrupt desires. Mm-hmm. So, 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 my, so my corrupt desires and my corrupt passions, you know, led me and kept me in a corrupt lifestyle. And that's what it did. My Lord desires. That's what I yeah. listened to. So now, wish wish my corrupt desires was unchecked. So that's the other mean, thing. If it's right, unchecked, it, they, they're unchecked. And so at that age, you know, uh, I, I was a, I was a talented youngster, but I didn't util, utilize it the way yeah, I should have. Yeah. And then so uh, sad as it, sad as it is, but true as it, it is to say that it led to me than a person that I am today. And so I'm grateful and humble at that 17-year-old guy. Because yeah. now I'm able to sit back at 50 and reflect and give back to these same guys that I see growing up gotcha. in that era. Yeah. You know, it's in 2020. So when I see when I see somebody, I look at myself, when I see them, I see myself. And it's easy for me to talk to them. That's good. It's easy for me to talk to them. I talk to them at work, um, at the the marinas, wherever I met, I might, you know, you just can't approach them. You gotta find a way to get yeah, in. You gotta find a way. Yeah, cause, cause they all apprehensive like me. Well, man, who is you, man? You can't just talk yeah, to me like I, that. I'm still kind of. I don't know where you from. Yeah, yeah. and what yeah, you want from me? Exactly. Yeah. So you, so you have to find a way to get in. So if you, you know, and uh, we we talked to one of our principals that uh, a, a tradition or a saying of words of the prophet peace be upon him that if you can change one person. That's like changing a generation or a nation. Really? Yes. Because you think, if I change you, if you change by doing the things I'm doing, then that helps you and those who follow behind you. And everybody can touch my life. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And so what Hamza was saying, when we had those spiritual leaders and spiritual advisors, imams, uh, being Abdul Rauf, Enrique Rashid, Muhammad Sharif, and so on and so forth, we followed their examples, Right. And so their example encouraged us, inspired us. But they also follow examples, people who came before yeah, them. Yeah. So that's how nations and generations will change. Because and that's why we not doing because we nobody here is following exactly. example except this straight. Exactly. Yeah. And so people may think it's Islam is something new. So we, everything we send out with the COVID nineteen, stay clean, keep yourself fresh, wash your hands. We've been doing this. This has been a practice. And a principle in Islam over fourteen hundred years ago, <laughs> we've been doing this. Yeah. So the lockdown, the spooking—that's why we don't really get caught up in that. But we understand those who do, yeah. because now you see 50, 60 year old people, thirty—they like the infantile stage, as you was alluded to earlier yeah. about a child at twenty-five and thirty still in a womb of their parents, don't know what to do, don't know because they've they been so guarded and so and so kept. You know what I mean? So now when it's time to fend for themselves, they don't know what to do. They don't know. And that's what's going on. We see it right now. Yeah. What are you doing as a positive thing to help others? Well, for me, I'm, you know, every person that, I ain't going to say every person, but a lot of people that I see, I give them some positive advice. You know, especially, you know, the youngsters. Um, my brother, one of them, I'm always in his ear, you know, about, you know, doing the right thing. Know, and I always tell him, you know, just look at my example. I'm always giving positive advice, you know, to different people. 
privilege. Mm. You know, just throughout the community. You know, wherever I'm at, you know, if I see some, you know, if I see somebody, you know, needs some, I'm giving. Yeah. You know, but I, I do also want to take it a little bit, you know, further, you know, because our peoples yeah. need help. Help, help, yeah. You know, you know, they they need help. And I just created this, uh, well, I've been created it, this uh, nutritious chart. I need to give it to brother, too, you know, as far as, uh, you know, exercise and the diet mm. things that we put in our body. Exercising, but now we still want to eat, you know, certain things that we should need. Garbage, you yeah, know, garbage. And also, I want to, you know, incorporate that, you know, what the brother got going on, you know. So that's something positive. That's for everybody. But that's huge because exactly. um, food is the gas that you run on, and exactly. if your mind ain't fueled right, how how do you expect to function right? Exactly. And then you know we we, we worried about these different diseases, cancer, and all these <laughs> things. But okay, just sit back and just look at all the stuff that you eat. I mean, have you ever thought about some of this stuff can be killing me? You know, in which it is. It is. It is. You know, and so I want to, you know, I want to also put that out. I know? think that's so huge. I'm going to give the brother, you know, uh, and we're going to formulate that. I already got it mapped out. I already got it written. I just need to, you know, push it a little bit more. All right. right. Well, keep us updated. I'll, I'll, whatever you website or whatever you're doing, we're going to plug it on here for yes, sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, uh, in 2012, in Folsom, well, 2011, they had uh, what was called a Cancer Relay for Life Walk. And that's when uh, it'll be, a, be probably about, you know, about 50 groups okay. of inmates, groups of 8 to 10, uh, would do walks, uh, have like celebrations to give them back for those who um, died from cancer or suffering from mm. cancer, things of that nature. And so they said, okay, here, have some teams or groups. And so we bring food out and things like that. It, was, it became like a celebration for us. Wow. It became like our Juneteenth in the summertime. Huh. Right? So these Mexicans, Spice, but everybody had a team. You walked to the yard, people dressed up. It was just something to do. Yeah. We, we looked for that for that year. And so and two, our first couple of teams was called Rich Town, Rich Rolling. People had their name at their cities and yeah, things yeah. like that. And so I said, here I am. I'm away to the parole board. And it's time for change. I'm Muslim, so our team was called. Our last team was what was called Rich Town, Rich Rolling, something like that. Like Rich Rolling, something like that. And so, I said in 2013, I'm gonna change the name to motivate it to help others. I need mm. y'all behind me. And so I changed the name to motivate to help others. And uh, Rakeem and Hamza, they was part of it. And so what I did, I said, well, I read out a, a mission statement. I said, this here. Every year, we gonna push motivated to help others, cause that's gonna be the mission. And so what I did, I carried it to the streets, to the society. Mm. And so right now, I'm in the process of turning to a nonprofit. I use the motivated to help others. Uh, the foundation of us do fitness. And so in December, uh, my fiance Keisha, myself, we passed off sleeping bags and hygiene products to the homeless out here in Richmond. Mm. We did that uh, every Saturday and Sunday. But since the COVID nineteen been going on, I've been at the Vallejo Marina, um, holding fitness sessions. Mm. Uh, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'm at the Rich Marina, holding fitness sessions. Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday what, and Thursday. What time? At four thirty. <laughs> four thirty. Rich Marina on the Fourteenth Street side. On the Fourteenth uh, Street side, y'all. Yes. Everybody yes. want to get motivated. Yes. Get motivated. And so, uh, so many different type of people. I'm surprised. I was surprised, but it's a beautiful thing that when you give, you never know who's watching. So it's not just uh, my people, black people I see coming out there 
who want to just who are interested. I see white Mexicans, Asians. They come take pictures with me. They take my uh, get my business card. Wow. They want to endorse the situation, and uh, say once this is over with, uh, the chief of police Neil Gang, um, he contacted me about a month and a half ago. He said once this is over with, uh, I want you to work with our youth in Pano to help put our community back together. But um, with what, huh. you have, what you have going on. Uh, Rich City Bikes was right across the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, they come out there, talk. I talk with them, take pictures and things like that. And so uh, I didn't have people call me and contact me through email or uh, personal phone number to come talk to their kids. Who might wow. be going through things. I take. I got all of my. I got everything on my phone. Okay. Uh, I have. We have a YouTube channel. Motivated to help us on YouTube. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, just yesterday, two women from Canada, they made a twenty-five second video. Wow. About uh, how, how inspired, how motivated to help others inspire them. Wow. Way in Can Alberta, Canada. One, uh, two Caucasian women, uh, they, husband and wife, they are uh, they lesbians. Mm. And it's, I'm like, wow, motivated help way out there? You wouldn't even have thought, huh? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I have it right here. Let me show it to you. And just with that, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying, I'm trying to reach the elderly, the youth. Uh, those who went through the same things that we went through, and it, and it's all about giving back and making and making amends. Yeah. And so I know, and here and here they are right here. Well, we because this yes, this is a I green hear. screen, so okay. when you when you mention it, it's probably gonna be playing on the back on yeah, the black yeah, of the yeah. uh, what's so, And so and uh, that's what we doing. So we just trying to keep on building, trying to uh, keep on pushing that. The YouTube and, uh, channel is called Motivate to Help Others. Yeah, but the number right. two. It's, uh, matter of fact, I, I oops. Oh, wow. Docuseries called Forces Un Unheard Tears. Yes, and that's about um, women being able to get a uh, deep thoughts, insights, and emotions about losing a loved one to streets, uh, national national death causes, things like that. And so, I really want to put that together. Write it up. We'll do it. We'll do it. It's not even an issue. You yes. just you, you line it up and we'll shoot it and yes. edit it. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. not even an issue. Uh, it'll get that. done. We looking for stuff, so it's this that that'll be something we needed to do anyway. It's, okay. It's, yeah, it's done. Yeah, <laughs> it's done. Yes, indeed. Supporting that is a must. We're gonna do that. You yeah. know, um, of course. Uh, I want to touch on too. With that being said, uh, how going back to what you said about the support I hear to the youth, right? I'm really uh, my mind. I've been out forty some days. I even got a driver's license. I came out in the middle of the cold 19, so everything was so yeah. I My support came from my brothers. You know, they've been picking up show for me around. Man. You know, so uh, I've been living a high life, you know. Spoiled <laughs> <laughs> to death. But at the same time, you know, uh, I have got, you know, I had got a chance to write down me a, a small, you know, non-profit organization. I'll get my hands wet into that. I just right now want to feel my way through. But What's I the name can, of it? Uh, Dorothy.org. Uh, defenders of real truth helping youth mm. and I'm more so into the, not just the geographical location but the demographic of, of, of the youth in terms of the mindset why are we not learning new languages mm. 
why are we not learning business? Why are we not learning econ? You know, and if it can't be in the schools, why it's not at the recreational parks? Why we ain't, you know, touching to the colleges and, and reaching out for those who just graduated and paying them through the nonprofit and having them come to the parks to teach Spanish, yeah. to teach French, to teach. Because we dealing, we dealing with a world economic, and that's what I became. When I went to college <clears throat> in Susanville, my major was in, you know what I mean, business. So when I start dwelling into that and start looking at it from an entrepreneurial sense, it was a lot of things. I got real close to the professors, and they liked it where I was coming from. Yeah. But they was like, we're not, you know, the spirit you're coming from, we're not, we couldn't even begin to engage it the way you can. So wow. um, for me, you know, yeah, with him, you know, it would be more so subsidiary to his, build it up, and then start reaching back. Because it's a, I put it like this, there's a there's a saying in, 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 in the, about Noah, Prophet mm -hmm. Noah, right? And it said about you have the most befouled men follow you. Mm -hmm. Right? So nothing has changed but the time the, for us, the society that's decaying. Because mm -hmm. the, pe the, pe the people decay, society decays. Yeah, it's no. So, yeah. so we, we, we looking at, you know, for us young black men and people of color itself decaying because they don't have the ideal role models. And that's our role. Just like they removed. A lot of, when we was coming up, we had a lot of guys that did a lot of public speaking mm. outside the internet. We had the Martin Luther Kings, yeah. the revolutionaries, the Black Panthers and all that, right? But it's so fragmented now. It went underground. But guess where it went? To the prisons. We oh. Used, oh, mm. man, they flocked to the prisons yeah. to try to equip us with what's going on. they like, man, we need y'all. What was being expressed to us, right? We had righteous imams. We had business professors. We had all these guys that come talk to us. Yeah, we had Galvin, you know, I, I don't know if you wear a Galvin Club to teach you how to do public speaking. And we had a lot of business people, a lot of, you know, uh, people from commerce, and a lot of, you know, uh, rural leaders and stuff like that would come inside the prisons and talk to us. So we was privy to see it, feel it, touch it, and it became tangible for us. So it was able for us to say, you know what, I'm going to develop me a nonprofit. I'm going to develop me, you know, because the things that I view, they don't view it. They're giving me the surface because they couldn't go depth because they don't want to really go into North Richmond. Plus, something, really I don't think they even know, no. Like, they don't even, like, if you if I said something, they don't even really know what you're talking about sometimes. They don't. They don't have an idea. So what that makes sense to me, what you're saying is... It is a surface. It's it's mm -hmm. a checklist. Right. It's a checklist. Right. So it's like, it's like going to elementary school all over again. Yeah. You got to break it all. You got to break it all. Break it completely down, as he was saying, and then go step by step by step. I'm doing this. I'm trying to do this. This I'm trying to do. Okay, they see it a little bit. Then they come to the point. Okay, what you just what you need, you make it happen. And that's how I go. But they don't really understand. Yeah, they don't understand. And then you got, you got, you know, they, they quick to pick up a basketball, football, baseball, whatever, right? Yeah. Okay, it's okay to do that. Okay, but why are you at this recreational park up on the Dorothy Dot or uh, motivating others? Mm -hmm. We have, you're going to do this. You're going to be on the team. Everybody's going right. to play. Oh, yeah, everybody. You're not going to turn nobody around. How about that? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You're going to be able to play football. You're going to be able to play baseball. Because why? It's already non-private. It's already sponsored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a facility that, you know, creates For that. that, yeah. Okay, right. so you got that. But you're going to tell me what compound yeah. yeah. The compound interest. Yeah, yeah. Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Why you don't want to learn French? Why you don't want to learn Swahili? Why you don't want to learn Arabic? Because the more knowledge you incur, you become worldly. And that breaks the monotony of 
the subculture. Yeah. Because you're all educated. All these these locks you have in your right. mind. Right. Yeah, right. You communicate somebody in, in French. That's yeah. gonna itch. Now you want to know what's going on in France. Absolutely. Or if you can't understand it. Why well, everybody talking this foreign language? I'm the only one who don't understand it. Is they talking about me? What Hans was saying is that when he try to reach back to the youth, right, and give back, why they not reading books? Why they not doing this? Why not doing that? So what I did, what motivated help others about a month ago, I got two youths, two youngsters come to their brothers. Mm. One is 17 and one is 14. Mm. They ready to come out, they just give it the equipment and work out. And so as soon as they start picking, I said, stop. I went to my backpack. They looking at me. I said, I said, I said, this is going on here. This is called Go Give a Leader. Mm. I gave him a book on leadership, but did my entrepreneurship. Yeah. On leadership, and I gave him a book on finances. I said, before you even start working out, you got to start reading these books. They're looking at me. But we talk about imams, leadership, yeah. how you do it. So if you're doing the right thing and they feel it, they're going to follow you. So they started reading the books. And I said, now we can work out. When it's time to break, we get a book. So what started so what started happening was that uh they come and say, Where the books at? They do like this here. They won't just say wow. it. They like it. I say, here you go. Let's go. But and that's what and that's, and that's good because that elevates the conversation. Absolutely. Now we talking about we talking about we talking about real estate. We talking about it, it's wow. funny that these mm-hmm. people that they, everybody talk about how they want to get money, but nobody knows how to get money. Right. It's rules to it's this. Rules. And it um it kind of hurt me because it's like, why didn't nobody tell me this? Exactly. And why didn't nobody tell me this? Because you know why they, they excuse me, they're, they're educating us to go to college and don't never come back. Mm-hmm. Don't never come back. When you come back, you're different. You're educated. You stay where the educated people are. When you come back and start talking this educated tongue, hey. So baby, it's a means of separation? Of course. Get this, but don't use it. Get this one, but don't take it back to your people. Mm. Because listen, if you wake if you wake up to sleep in masses, we won't just we won't just go protest and breaking down windows. We gonna protest a different way to get back what's ours. Yeah, I'm buying this whole city, motherfucker. Right. Why would I? Why so, would I try to destroy this? So if you educated, so he's a lawyer, you're a doctor, she's a scientist, she's a professor, she's a lab technician. We got all these different things going on. What do we need what's this up? outside? Yeah, for what? We go on the inside. To ourselves. Okay. Make our own. Just like walking down the street. Walking down the street. We, I'm, I'm to the point like this. From what I recognize, me and him just talking. We were just riding. We were just yeah. looking at the street. We don't own nothing. We don't own nothing. Nothing. Going That's what an educated mind does, though. It does what? It surveys its environment. Mm-hmm. So when you say, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want, I want to get money. To get money, do what? Buy some apartments? What? To buy a restaurant? To what? To buy... If you yeah. ain't thinking like that, you're not an entrepreneur. You're not an entrepreneur. You, right. drive, you, you buy just Jordan's. get money and give it away. Yeah, you just, mm-hmm. yeah. See? You fueling another person's exactly. economy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what, exactly what they're doing. Exactly. Is these, this hair? Right. <laughs> this hair, it, I think that's the way. I they don't know how. They selling hair. So we had a, a, a group, and they had hair. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know how this dude got hair, but he got hair. Right. The, he talked to the agent. The agent said, no, I can't buy hair from you. I, I belong to a... A, a group, and if I start buying hair from you, they're gonna kick me out this group. Yeah, it's designed to keep us out. We we they when when they say blood suckers of the poor, it ain't a true word been spoken. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what everybody yeah. is feeding off of us. There and then when you look back and then you say, well, 
Robin Hood, that was a cartoon, a little miniseries, but it was so true. Mm. But vice versa. And it is. Rob from the poor and get to the rich. Yeah, rob and keep them poor. Yeah. My wife been doing here for 32 years. Mm. Had her own hair shop. Let's get a boutique shop. Let's get when we sell supplies. She said, listen, that's uh, sold up. Because the Asians. The Asians got mm-hmm. all that. Don't she said, that's a crap. And they got, I'm talking about, they got to where it's all their family come down. Whoever come around, it's part of them. They're going to set them up. And they right. do that. It's part of a franchise. Mm-hmm. So here you come, black man, only trying to come. You, trying, you and your wife trying to open. All the cosmetics, everything going to be high. Because what they're going to do, they're going to sell it to you high, but they're going to sell it to their people. Oh, to right. Because they got it cornered. Yep. We can't get mad at them about that. Because oh, no, no, no. They went to college. They understood what economics is. They understood what, you know what I mean, where they got to go. That's why you, when they when they started, they went to where? They went to the urban communities. Why? Because mm-hmm. the rent is cheap. The rent is cheap. Right? I don't want to be down there. So they opened all the liquor stores. Once they got them liquor stores. They did do liquor stores. It, well, the Indians did liquor. Mm-hmm. So they got them liquor stores. Yeah. The, the government's giving out food stamps, so who they going to go spend it with? They're going to go spend with their friendly neighborhood liquor stores. Once they got that, they start buying the property. This is gentrification. We go, let's go into gentrification. They're yeah, forced the rent to go up. <laughs> now they bring it up. They buy all the property, mm-hmm. bring it up. We can't move back. Yeah. We cannot move back. Yeah. Why? Because we economically bankrupt. Mm-hmm. We ain't been taught that. Right. No, no, don't even want to know. Some of us don't even want to know. Well, yeah. they don't know because they don't know better. You know better, you're going to do better. You know. I know you know. I know mm-hmm. y'all both know. As yeah. soon as I started saying, man, you know, if we had this, this, and that, they just... And you know what it is? And, 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 they just, they thing, just glaze over. I'm like, you're not even listening much, to me. It's, it's, it's too much what's working on their mind. They want they want their mind to work. It, it, it's too much. It's, that's that muscle, that little muscle up in here. Yeah. It's too much on their muscle. So how, you got to exercise the mind. So you're just saying little bites first. We, we have to. Yeah. We, we can't. We, once, once you give it, it's like you give a baby a big old spoon, it's going to throw it right back up. Or they gonna choke. You know, they gonna choke. So we got we gotta give it to them a little bit of time. The same way we got it. A little bit at a time. Because when we try to force them, we run from it. They get scared. That's, yeah, because one time true. that's true. Since I've been home, uh I grew up on fourth and Florida, right on mm-hmm. the south side. And so the house I was born in the house where I was arrested in. My grandmother owned three of those houses, right side by side. So I saw a Mexican woman coming. I was so hurt when my family lost her home, right? Mm-hmm. And so I saw a woman come out the house. My auntie said, oh, she stay right there. I told her, I'm, so I'm looking. And my auntie, she just looked at him. She said, oh, he finna start tripping. So I, I saw the lady, because my grandmother, she died right there mm. in the hospital, but they took her from that home to the hospital when yeah. she passed away, 2009. So I told her, I said, oh, so she looking at me. I said, I was born in this home. She said, huh? I said, I was born and raised in some She said, oh, okay. Then my auntie's like, but I don't say nothing. I said, but sooner or later, I'm gonna come back and get this home. Get this. I'm coming. So she's just it. looking at me. I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna come back and get this home. We're not here, but this is our stuff." Yeah. Okay. We okay. We don't own no street. We don't have no titles, things of that nature. If we don't have something, well, y'all left this. Y'all let people take it. So we out here killing shit. We don't know what to do. We yeah. following you. Y'all left us with nothing. Nothing. Part of motivation to help others is uh, to get back and find a way to do better. Yeah. You know, I like it, and that's like and, it. And, and, and that's leading by example. And that's you know, another, entrepreneurship. And, and that's another principle he playing about Islam too, right? I gotta put this in here because an uh, imam, right? It's not someone that just come amongst us and say I'm your leader. Oh no, yeah, no. Right. So what, it said first, get to know your brother. 
Mm-hmm. And once you get to know your brothers, then you must elect someone who will lead you based on the Quran. Mm. So when we go to select who we feel is best amongst us to to interpret the Quran and lead us based on our geographical location, demographic, based on our understanding, mm. right? We know who this brother is. And now, guess what? Now we're bonded and binded by the oath. Now we we got to be held accountable yeah. to allow yeah. him to lead. So when he said, when Fahim said, the brother's young brother said, man, y'all left us and we follow y'all example. Okay, so since you, you follow example, example <laughs> now you got to follow the example I am now. Yeah. You send yeah. that out your mind. Yeah. Right. Let's that see how true you are as a brother. Right. Yeah, let's see how true. See? So it's just the matter of communicating, right? And, 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 and you know, sometimes you got to understand people be intoxicated. People be running away from their own selves. Lying. Yeah, they don't like to face the truth of a thing. You know, they've been abused. They, they are very, they're in turn to abusers. So when you try to tell them something that's, you know, you know, you try to tell me to stop doing what I'm doing, I got a whole lot I got to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's way more than me just smoking some weed or whatever. <laughs> yeah, drinking it. Who gonna put some money in my pocket? Yeah. It's a lot of stuff we supposed to teach that other people they not want to teach us. We have to teach it. Because we, we got the knowledge. Yeah. Small you have to teach it. But that's why I'm saying that's that's why I did the podcast. That's why I'm doing the music. That's why I'm doing the, the real estate. That's why I'm doing all of the stuff I'm doing. It's right. because I'm trying to be what I didn't have when I thought I needed it. We have to. So that's, that's what that's that's the whole point of this whole thing. And I'm glad because that's what it sounds like y'all doing. Yeah, yeah, that's a, absolutely. That's what we're doing. Yeah. You know, teach one. You know, help somebody. You know, I don't care what color you is. You know, we all need help. You know, so if we got it, give it to someone else, you know, so they can pass it on. You know, because if we be selfish with it, then we can't grow as a people, you know, as a country, as a unit. You know, so if we're doing something positive, you know, let's do it. Let's share it. You know, don't keep it in because it don't do no good in keeping it in. No. You know, ain't nobody benefiting. <laughs> no. You know, you know, so let's spread, you know, the knowledge, the positive knowledge that we got, you know, to help each other, you know, just through our life. And if we can do that, we can grow as a people and the country will be better. Well, I want my legacy to be passed down as someone that helped change. That didn't just talk about change, but was part of the change. Mm. And that's what I want my legacy to be, and that's what I want to continue to do. And that's what I want the world to know, is that once upon a time, Fahim was this, now he's that. Transition. Transition. And, uh, and basically is that, uh, as Rakeem was just saying, instead of a receiver, a giver. And that's, and that's it right there. Yeah. Well, for me, just embracing where I'm at today, you know, uh, and just renew myself, renew myself amongst others, renew my relationships, you know, renew my friendships, you know, renew whatever ideas I have, mm-hmm. bring them forth. Because if I take them as being old, I'm not going to act on them. They're going to be made old. Man. So I want to renew all the things that, you know, everything that was positive that, you know, gave me a platform to be who I am today. Mm-hmm. I want to go on to do public speaking. Uh, I think I have a viewpoint that needs to be shared. Uh, also, um, to continue to be the best husband I can be, the best father I can be, uh, the best friend I can be, uh, and promote brotherhood and continue to be a Muslim. And, you know, because I still have a long way to go to learn that. I love Islam because it's always something to learn. 
and I'm always, you know, gaining some type of knowledge from it, and it wow. helps me be a better human being, going back to Rakim saying DT, you know, uh, just sticking with that, man, and, you know, just, I want them to know that they can always count on me to my very last breath. I want them type of guys. Yeah. So, uh, just continue to practice what I know to be true, you know, and allow that to guide me where I need to be. So I thank you for your time and allowing us to come down. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's a pleasure. It's a beautiful thing. I can't wait to get down here. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. It's all good. It's, it's, that's, what, that's what we trying to do. We trying to make something that people can listen to. This is a resource now, and it's mm -hmm. going to be on YouTube. So it, yes. it'll be somebody can see faces, yes. put the lives to faces and say, look at this dude. He did this. You can do it. The strength. Now, they're going to have to choose Islam. But if you choose anything and become a better person, I ain't mad at you. I would want to say one thing is this. I can change. Anybody can change. Believe that. Because I couldn't read. I mean, my academic level in school was third grade. No, so... And I just really kind of gave up on that. But if I can change, anybody in the world can change. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. Change for the good. Yeah. All right. That has been the episode of How Do You View You, uh, brought to you by Soleil Pickles. S-O-L-E-P-I-C-K-L-E-S dot -E -E com. Use your code DARK11 to get $5 off your pickles. We're going to do a pop-up also. I don't know if people know, but we're going to do a pop-up in June. Uh, COVID, you're going to be six feet away, but it's COVID, mm -hmm. and we're going to do it. Uh, exclusively dark on the Dark Network. Work. Thank y'all for tuning in, and thank y'all for showing up. Uh, we're going to do it again. We're yes, going to do it again. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate, All you. Right. Appreciate you. Thank you.